first thought that popped into your mind when the match was over? <laughs> well, alright, I have to give a little preface on here, because I only watched this at the behest of everybody else in the world saying that it was a great... So what, so what happens at the behest of everyone else when we tell you you need to watch something? That, so that's when I get my glasses, I shine them up real nice, and I turn into some bitch sideways. I fucking look, because I'm like, alright, this is supposed to be good, but Ooh, I get I become extra critical. And that's not on purpose, it just happens naturally. Yeah. I'm telling you this is awesome, and then boom, you look. But if people if, if you don't have any expectations and you go into it, it's badass. Two thumbs up? Two thumbs up. We're, we're connected? Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's what two thumbs up was for. So so that, that's where I'm coming from. From a place of extra scrutiny. So my first thought as soon as the match ended was Courtney's a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> oh, give it to the child! Great. So, one of the things that Cornette doesn't like about the Young Bucks and the new flippy-dippy style and all this and that is... Hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Is that, oh man, look at all these high-impact moves with kickouts. You shouldn't have that many kickouts. Oh, they kicked out of a finisher. This finisher is bullshit. It's mud, I love mud show wrestling. Bah, 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 bah. Wow. But... Since it wasn't flippy dippies that are the high impact moves, since it's strikes and power slams and power bombs that are the high impact moves, now it's okay? Fuck you, Corny. It was the exact same hybrid style of wrestling that we've been watching from AEW, from NXT, from TNA sometimes. From New Japan. From New Japan. It's that same fucking style, except instead of a Hurricane Rana or a Canadian Destroyer, it was a badass power bomb or a 60 fucking million chop fest. Or, or some of the really cool stuff that Dragonoff did do. Dragonoff did do some cool things, but they're all cool, flippy-dippy, but not a whole flip. So just a flippy without the dippy, but with a boom, right? So I loved the match. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. My match league pick as well, why the fuck not? But Cornette, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> the first episode we did with the Halo and A was all damn <laughs> It's uh, here's the way that I explained it. I had my, uh, I got my cousin here, and it was his first time watching some sort of wrestling. Yeah, and he started seeing that. I had to explain to him like, okay, this is UK wrestling. The difference is you have American, which is more storytelling, kind of entertaining. You have the British uh, wrestling, which is kind of like a little bit of a small portion of that, but a lot of it is uh. Strong style kind of thing. Yeah. And then you have uh, New Japan, which is totally different. UK feels like the line in the middle. Yes. And when he started seeing all those chops and started seeing uh, Dragon just literally, sometimes he would just stumble trying to get up. He's like, why is he getting up? He already got chopped down. What's the point of it? Like, it's the story. They're they're actually, they actually actually told the story right there. Hey, here. For me, it's like, oh shit, I've seen the British version of freaking Ishii and whoever fucking chops against No, <laughs> This reminded me of Ishii and Taichi. We talked about this in the last episode. 114 kicks. That was it. No, 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 no Irish whips, no turnbuckles, no nothing. Just no, no flippy dippies, not ni mierda. 113 kicks was all that match was, and it was beautiful. At some point, ugh. That's y'all are masochistic as fuck. I saw that match and I wanted to throw up. 
Not in a negative way. That was brutal to watch. It was that was hard to watch. Was, so you, you, you got to see like the regular chops on the, on the chest. Right. But then freaking uh fuck his name I say Walter. Walter, the back chops. That's oh the, yeah. <laughs> Those backhands. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to steal anybody's thunder or sound like I'm kind of a big fucking deal, but I remember telling Travis when I was trying out for PWA that that's the kind of fighting style that I wanted, kind of something rudimentary, that there shouldn't be a wasted second when you're beating the shit out of somebody. If they have their back turned to you, chop them in the fucking back. Chop them in the neck. Chop them wherever you see something that's choppable. You know, make sure that every second... Choppy, choppy the people. Every second that he is in your face is every second he has to feel pain. So any moment. So I love Walter just... He had him in a fucking bow and arrow type thing on the cor- on top oh, of the yes. corner, and he stood up, and the first thing he did, what? <laughs> and you heard that shit from here. That's a different kind of walk than we're yeah. Wet ass putazos, wait. Wet ass putazos. Hey, there's something missing here. Diggy. Oh, Diggy's in the backpack in the other room. Diggy just. Uh, Diggy was like, "Fuck the sausage fan." <laughs> Yeah. I, w- I would like to see it. 
I, I, I don't know if it's going to top this one, though. It's going to be yeah. hard to top it. It's going to be hard to top. But if there is one nit to pick with this, I, I would say it's this. I think maybe the wrong person won. Now, this is coming from somebody that's not an NXT UK viewer. I don't watch that. But you're game. aware of WWE's law of reverse momentum. Yeah. And, and it seemed like I've seen too much of Walter being the guy for a long time. And this is without watching NXT UK consistently. Like, I know. Just being self aware that Walter's still kind of a big deal. Yeah. In your periphery. And he's, not in he's been a big deal for a long time. He's been in. Might be a Survivor Series in, in, match. In regular UK or in regular NXT, like he is a big fucking deal. So it's like, all right, he's been a big deal this whole time. In my mind, I was like, okay, well, this is a big coronation of the, the new guy. And he's not even that new because I still remember dragging off from other stuff, but he was never like the top of the card. But if you were gonna push him that hard to be that big of a threat to go through all that, I, I don't know. I think maybe dragging off should have won. Would it appease you if he wins in the rematch because they left it open-ended-ish? If if it's done well. Because they could just not do it well and just say, fuck it, here's another... I, I would have expected match. some kind of... And I hate to say this, too, in my defense because I hate when it's done with big men, but I would have literally gone for a flash win, a roll-up or some kind, capitalize on a, on a Walter mistake, going one too many times on a splash. For example, because yeah. he couldn't take him out, you know, yeah, or in the choke, like he was choking him out, and he was putting so much effort. If Ilya would have slowly just crept and balled himself up, and before Walter knew it, one, two, three, and in death, he's your champion. Yeah, that that, that could have easily you wouldn't have lost. I, I don't think Walter would have lost any steam regardless, but he wouldn't have. He would have been very well protected in that kind of loss. But if that type of loss did happen, and if Arnold were on the show, Arnold would be like, "Oh, shenanigans! I don't like shenanigans type endings." Would you feel the same way? If that's what no. it was, no, I don't think I would either. No. What about you, Greg? Um, honestly, I wouldn't. I would want it to be a rematch because the type of match that they had kind of deserved a crowd. I could just yeah. imagine all of that. If we were, I don't know about y'all, but I, I know I was hyped up whenever I saw Pete Dunn and Tiger Bate mm-hmm. watching him go at it. And they were just suplex after suplex. Then punch after punch. Yeah. And then just imagine having a the crowd there just hearing all those chops. Yeah. You know, story-wise, it, it, they left it open for that possibility. But at the same time, I do understand your, your flash kind of thing. And I think Devil's Advocate, this is probably one of the very few matches post-COVID or COVID era yeah. that it really benefited from not having anyone there. Not your 100 sheeple from NXT banging endlessly on the fucking glass. Not piped in, uh, not overly piped in uh, crowd noise or anything. Just watching those two beat the fuck out of each other. Now they're worse people in the crowd. Just like a few
it be, it would only be fair to talk about a couple of contenders. I think okay. Reigns Luso two was better the second time around. Yes, it was a yes. lot more fluid. I agree. That, that's the thing that I wanted to talk about when you said before the show. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about? Go for it. Stuff? Go for it. Um, this is the only thing. Well, that match is great. That match would have been my match of the week big if I hadn't watched this Walter uh, Dragonoff match. Yeah. Um, it was, it was what I wanted the first match to be. The first match to be was too much of a, a, of a scrub out of, uh, of Jay. This match didn't scrub him out as much, right? Um, he was competitive. Uh, he had a little bit of fire, got some offense in. You thought, oh, shit, this, this might actually be a thing. And then that's when the, the Roman, the, I guess, overpowering stuff happened, right? Uh, and, and I was okay with that. Uh, I, I like the way it works, and I like, I really, really like the uh, the way that they use the gimmick of the match to tell the story. The gimmick of the match, I quit. Motherfucker want to say I quit. Until this brother comes out. Brother comes out, and it's like, all right, cool. Uh, he's going to quit on behalf of him. To say his just, brother. just like how he did last time. And then, no, they reversed it. So instead of you know Jimmy saying no, you need to stop. We quit. Leave my leave Jay alone. It was Jay who was saying no. Don't beat up my brother. I quit. I quit. And it's like him himself now saying I quit. I thought that was great storytelling. Great, great, great. Then the 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 Samoans on the ramp. Fuck me, dude. Yeah. They pulled out all the storyline wise. There's not. I don't think there's been a story. Uh, this is probably up there as far as rivalries of the year. It's been very short, but it's so meaningful. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to say this is the best angle, storyline, whatever, that Roman Reigns has ever, ever been in, including S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, yeah. ever. This is the most interesting. This is the most well-liked. This is the, the best work I have ever seen from Roman Reigns. Alright, so now we're going to put it back up on your ass. Hi! <laughs> well, we are in a love attack. Look at this. Hi! <laughs> Does that defeat the purpose? Of? Oh man, we got to turn a Roman heel because people are booing him. But now that he's such a good heel that you like his work, best feud ever, <laughs> are we cheering Roman because he's such a good heel? I or are like, we still booing him? I like his work. You still I'm still booing him. him. Okay, so man, I want to make I'm not cheering for him. I was cheering for the Uso. Also, was I? Yeah. yeah, I wasn't cheering for Roman, but I wasn't like X Pac Heat Roman. And you know how much I don't like that term, X Pac. And we've been trying to like Roman for the past year and a half, at right. least. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Story-wise, pound for pound, I think that's the best story that well, I want to say that's the best story WWE's provided us all year. Hold on. Yeah, I just want to throw this out. Go for it. It's not X Pac Heat. It's Negan Heat. Yes. You can't cheer for Negan. But yeah. well, uh, okay, now you can't you can have a hard on for Negan, Negan, but you yeah. can't. Yeah. Yeah, like Negan's always been like, well, fuck that guy. God damn, Negan is an asshole. Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck that guy. But he's entertaining, and so you tune in, even after Rick died. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Even after Rick died, you tune in because it's like, well, Negan was really the reason why I watched this show. <laughs> you know? That's that's where Roman is now. Sorry. Sorry. Not even Negan? Um, did you catch Matt Riddle versus Sheamus on Raw? Oh, you mean Riddle? <laughs> Riddle. <laughs> How many fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? 
<laughs> no, I didn't catch that. You didn't catch that? No. Yeah, that, I think that other than a promo, that was what main evented the Raw after uh, Hell in a Cell. That was fucking stiff, too. Uh, it, 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 it opened my eyes a bit more on Riddle. I, I casually like Riddle because he's cool, you know, yeah. just in general, but his work is start, sort of slowly starting to creep up. It's too bad he's got to keep his fucking mouth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um. Those are actually the only matches that I have for Match of the Week candidacy. Uh, unless there's anything that either one of you guys want to throw out on the table. I'll take my money on there. you have fun with that? No. Is this your Match of the Week pick, Walter versus Dragunov? Yes. Your yeah, pick? It is mine. It's my pick. It's Arnold's pick. It's Travis's pick. It's Scott's pick. It's Jim Cornette's pick. Three, we're going to give a thumbs up or thumbs down as to whether or not this should be on the match. Your candidacy was. Oh, oh, oh. What happened to your thumb, bro? Oh, you're passing the You okay, Jimmy? No, I have. I just didn't know that's what you do. You know, some people, that there's curves a little bit. You know, it's okay. There's curves. Broke his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> to the list! It's on the list. It's on the list. Yes. And I am I am okay. I'm gonna gush more about this match. I'm okay with this being on the list. Despite Courtney's fucking hypocrisy. Uh, I'm okay with this being on the list because there's something that was said by the commentators in the match that where they were referencing that Dragonoff said something that this was gonna be an innovation of, of, of violence and an innovation mm-hmm. of hatred, and I don't think they were trying to reference Tommy Jr. Mm-hmm. Um while they when they first said that, it was early on in the match. And uh, that got into my ear, and I was already, you know, peeping real close to see, and I was already like, okay, here we go, whatever, it's gonna be an innovative match. By the time the match ended, I was like, holy shit, that was a very innovative in terms of violence, match. And I think that's another reason why I do think it is good to have on the match of the year list. Because when we're at the end of the year, it's not just what was the shiniest, coolest, most flippy-dippy match. It's which match had historical significance on the year. Whether it's the story being innovative or if it's whatever in the ring is innovative. I think this match in the ring was kind of innovative. You know? Like, like now they were there so much with so little because they didn't yeah, really yeah. do hardcore. Like, I was like, oh, this is gonna redefine violence. Not great. Thumbtacks, candlesticks, shopping cart, fucking. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. The mano. Yeah. The mano. That literally every chop that I heard, just seeing. You see the, the sweat? Yeah. One seeing the sweat, two seeing like the, the facial expression. It almost reminded me, like, brought me back to like 99 World Rumble. All those chair shots of Rock Game Mankind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just the way that it kept, like, I felt like I got captivated when I saw that matchup. You kind of felt bad for the guy. It was like every shot you you saw him take, you were like, oh, shit. Yeah. I was driving, uh, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, every chop was like, damn, that even hurt me. Yeah. And then when, yeah. I, when I saw him do the back chop, I was like, oh, that hurt us. But, you know, and we wanted. I don't want to downplay the chops. You're right. The chops and the strikes were awesome. But did you see that fucking German? That had yeah, yeah. Holy shit. He did that to Walter? Holy fuck. 
And then there was that, like, reverse gotch where you had half of it under the, yes, the leg and the other half of the arm, the leg with the bridge. Yeah, like, that was super fancy, and I don't think I've seen that before. Now, the only silly thing that I saw Dragunov do is, like, got whipped to the ropes, did a 619 where there was nobody there, just so that he didn't lose momentum to, yeah. to rebound back. I was like, okay, that's a little <clears> silly, but um, it just kind of spoke to the creativeness that Dragunov was having without being flashy. He was trying to be creative to be more impactful and more punishing. And that's something I don't think we've seen a whole lot of before in wrestling, period. If you try to be innovative, you're innovative to be flashy. Not innovative to inflict more damage. And that's what happened in this match. On both Dragunov and Walter's side. I think my only nit to pick is if you were to watch this match again and do a drinking game and to take a shot whenever the lead announcer said, Oh my word! <laughs> Ilya's chest wouldn't even be red before you yeah. were already down. Yeah. I do have to he, say, I did like Nigel's commentary Nigel's lifted that up, but that, that, lead, that lead guy, I'm not, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not too fancy about him. But they were very, very excited for the match. They made the match feel like it was a bigger deal than what I would have thought it would have been. Yeah. I know I agree with that. Whew. Especially leading up to the match, too, in the other card. They were like, okay, here's our second match. Later tonight, you're going to see Walter Ruger You know? So. Uh, it's off to some predictions. All right. <laughs> Oh. oh, what is this? Are you Japan? Yes. Oh, are you going to fade out like Arnold? Probably. Probably. I, I mean, I'll listen. <laughs> Kenta versus Tanahashi with Kenta's title, uh, U.S. title match, title shot, up for grabs. Kenta versus Tanahashi. What do you think? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Kenta went back to New Japan, like... Never again. Well, went no. back to Japan, though, right? When he yeah, went back to Japan. Japan. When he went back to Japan, I, I felt like he wasn't as dominant as he was when he came from, and like all that steam that he lost being here in the states in NXT, he never came back. Yeah, but you're not Japanese. That's true. I'm yeah, not. you you sit on fucking Kashiori Shibata's <laughs> chest doing his pose, and you'll get a bunch of Japanese men. And women ready to slit your goddamn throat. Hi. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sepulchre on that fool. I'm not sure if that's pronounced correctly, but I, I understand what you mean. Where are you at? What do you mean, like? We need anticipation there. level. I got it at an eight. That's um, high. Yeah, and it's high because I want. I'm beginning to see kind of like that fatigue, or well, not even fatigue, kind of like. Tanahashi's finally accepting that role of, okay, I'm an old person now. But no one to do that. Uh, so to put him over. So I want to see how he's going to see that. So I've got Tanahashi taking the briefcase from Kenta. Possibly, possibly, possibly. I don't want to go that far. Because they never really finished it. I, I'd have Shibata interfere in this and we get Kenta Shibata for night one of, of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Which, it doesn't matter to me. My heart already got broken. I, they announced last week that they are going to do a, a, a 40% capacity. They're going to do a Wrestle Kingdom 
But anybody from out of country, they're getting two week quarantine anyway. So I, so I was like, yeah. So I was gonna go. I already asked my manager for three weeks off. I was gonna do. You're gonna go. I was gonna do quarantine, but they won't even. They won't even let you in now. They won't even let you in. So there's no point. So, so yeah, dude. Night one. That's what Shibata Kenta, Tanahashi Matsui. Seeing seeing uh, um, Tanahashi and the basically deathmatch style. Yeah, that's really all all Moxley wrestled over there. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well the exception was his first match against Shooter Umino, where he just beat up that little jobber and then turned him into his his, his number two and I, and that fell off. So I think he got hurt. And I wanted to watch more of them because I was I, I was digging yeah. I was digging Umino with, with Moxley as like the teacher. So, his strong style kind of match was against Ishii in the, the G1 that he competed in, right? Yeah. yeah. The majority of his matches are definitely the same thing. The Archer Moxley match from Dynamite was literally a carbon copy of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. With about an extra three minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, what was that? <laughs> um, your favorite, Jay White. Oh, <laughs> Ibushi Kota. Ibushi's Wrestle Kingdom title shot is on the line of this match. Hector, where you at? I got it uh, at a nine. Rematch, storytelling, which is what New Japan always gets me with. But um, when they were doing the G1, uh, they did face each other. And I think that's why he's getting the, the title shot because I think he won. Yeah, he beat him. So, and he actually got. Got uh, Ibushi to adapt to his time. That's why he lost the match. Yeah. But I want I want to see how he's gonna make him do that again. Or if he's gonna make or Ibushi's gonna make him just stand up and turn him into a human Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Kick uh, kicking man. Yeah. Where are you at? Ah, uh, eight. I mean, it sounds good. With here. white in it, your favorite? But I, but, but <laughs> I, I, I suppose it's as, 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 as sarcasm, but here at an eight. I mean, I'm really, white. I really like Ibushi. So. You know what? You talk me down. Six. There you go. That's not <laughs> my liking. I'm at about a seven. I'll be in the middle. Yeah. I'm still not completely thrilled with Jay White. Um, I had Ibushi retaining. I, I, I'm not sure if we're going to fast forward. I'm not sure if this is the year that Ibushi wins the title. But I think that the, the, not only the wrestling fans in Japan, but the wrestling fans around the world need to get used to Ibushi being a main event guy. So not if he headlines Wrestle Kingdom again, second time in a row, I don't see him winning the main belt. But by the third time, or by Dominion, for example, like Kenny Omega never won at Wrestle Kingdom, but won at Dominion, yeah. that might be the time that you finally pull the trigger on Ibushi. Um, but you still have to condition that audience that's not used to seeing Ibushi fighting the top guys and all of a sudden that now, oh, he's made an aggressive human two years in a row. Oh, so I've got Ibushi winning this. Um, I just want to see why he can shit kick out of me. That's so bad. <laughs> we have to talk about this. Um, but Zack Sabre Jr. against Toro Yano, the comedian wrestler. The, the, the director guy for the King of Pro Wrestling 2020 trophy is on the line. The COVID trophy. Yeah, the COVID trophy. Which, uh, yeah, I already remember. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed because they they advertised that trophy, that tournament, 
Like people from anywhere can be in this tournament. So I was expecting Ring of Honor, GCW, hell, Jushin Liger did a takeover, throw somebody from NXT over there just to like just to glamour it up. So for it to be all New Japan guys, I was like, ah, oh, come on. And then every match the stipulation randomly was like, ah, oh, come on. It's like, eh, yeah. But it's Zach Saber though, he's gonna kill this poor kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean Gums, cool. I mean, I like him. The 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 Stuff. You need a break in the card, obviously. There's a lot of, a lot of hardcore shit. That's true, too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Because I like Zack Saber and I like the little funny guy. <laughs> 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 I got that. I got that at six. Okay. Just for the end of the Yeah. That's it. Let me wake up this kid over here. Hold on a minute. Rubber match. Wait, rubbers? <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> For the never open weight title, Minoru Suzuki defends against Shingo Takagi. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know this match existed until two seconds ago that you just said this. Uh, but I'm going to give it 10. Uh, <laughs> because I love Shingo, and uh, Suzuki can beat the shit out of him, and Shingo can beat the shit out of him back. So, you know what? I might actually have to watch this damn thing. What is it? Saturday, was it either Saturday morning or Sunday morning? Well, I mean, I guess now I have something else to watch on fucking Saturday. Great, yeah, thanks. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that I missed the Chingu Ryoku match that they had in the football field, the baseball field, the first match. The Chikaku Mother match. That one, yeah. <laughs> but their match, the G1, fuck me, dude. I'm at a 10 for this match. And I don't care who wins, I'm winning. Yeah, after fucking Walter and Dragonoff, this was gonna be easy on the eyes, so I'm funny. Yeah, I don't care who wins. I just wanna see if Suzuki laughs at him. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, if we, as soon as he hits him hard, he's just gonna probably laugh at his face. Do it again. <laughs> Tetsuya Naito against Evil, the rematch. Well, the third match, this is also a rubber match for both the World and the Intercontinental title. Where you at? I got it as a nine, but it's more for anticipation and just thinking if this is gonna be the day that Ingovernado starts to crack. I think the crack happened at G1 when uh, fucking Takahashi helped uh, Help Sonata, but not Naito. I think the crack's already there. It's just for somebody to throw, get thrown through the window. Well, well, I wonder if this is gonna, if this is gonna start going leading up to that because you know Evil is gonna bring um, Big Togo, yeah, and Naito usually likes to go into the magic band by himself. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I didn't really go too much into detail. I'm thinking that there's gonna be a bigger rift in the Bullet Club at this show than the, the rift happening on Big Ogunawa. I think after G1, they're all shaky. Mm -hmm. Evil, fucking Jay White, and um, what was the other guy? Kenta. Kenta. Those three. They're all trying to figure out who's the who's big date, you know, and I think there's going to be more of that. I don't think they go, and none of stuff's going to happen yet. I think that's probably next month. Isn't there a show? That's like November? a smoke to the King yeah. of Pro Wrestling? December. King of Pro Wrestling in the first year, early December. That's going to be where that's going to start happening. Yeah, I have to build it to a... And then fucking Ibushi's going to slide in the cut. 
Pick up the keys, it's like, yuck, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh, seven. Seven? Just, again, it's just going off in the eight value. Yeah. I mean, Eagles never been somebody that I've been, like, really enamored with. You don't sign up, you don't sign in on my user ID and password because of fucking Eagles. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's slowly winning me over, but I, I, I'm, I'm like Eagles. Like, evil is okay. <laughs> oh, that's just evil. <laughs> I'm at an eight. Their match, their match, um, where Evil first won the belt was okay, but I thought his performance against uh, Okada the night before, Evil's match with Okada yeah. the night before, was a little bit better. Um, I've obviously, because they've been in the same faction, they've never really wrestled each other for them to find some kind of chemistry or groove. Maybe that's what's missing. But for whatever reason, in the ring, I'm not looking forward to the match as much as the story that we've gotten so far and whatever next chapter of the story is going to be. From everyone in the Gobernables, and I don't want to say this in a derogatory way, out of everyone in the Gobernables, past, uh, past or present, evil's always been the bottom of the list. Yeah. Naito, Sonata, Takahashi, fucking even Bushi above fucking evil. You know, and even after he had the whole gimmick where he had the freaking, the fucking, the get up, the jet, the, the tarp, and the fucking, the huge ass scythe or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it was cool effort, but still it just, for whatever reason, it didn't work for me. But the story of everything crumbling around because Beetle was the first one to tuck and run, that's what's keeping me hooked to watch this. So I'm, I'm probably at like seven. I got Naito winning this, too. I'm not sure if they, I don't know if, I'm not sure, I doubt New Japan has that kind of balls to have evil main event recipe in. No fucking way. None. There's something, I'm oh, sorry, there's something between now and recipe? Game of Pro Wrestling in December. Oh, okay. Assuming that still happens, I'm not sure what the COVID yeah. schedule looks like. But if there's one more event, yeah. It'd be an easier pill to swallow, I think, if Ibushi beats Evil for the title than opposed to Ibushi beating Naito for the title at WrestleMania. Even though they've already established that Naito and Ibushi rivalry that they came up at the same time. Naito had a leave at some point, Ibushi also left, and then they came back and they still were going at it. But, yeah. Night, um, evil? Yeah. So, seven, <laughs> I got Naito, I've got Naito over Naito. Yeah, I got Naito over Overall, what's the number? Uh, seven. Seven? Eight. Eight? Yeah. Okada versus Great Okan. I'm not a big fan of Great Okan and Okada. Uh, so Will Ospreay starting his own faction. Okay. He left Chaos. He turned his back on Okada. And so it's the Great Okan, some dude I've never seen before. Uh, and Will Ospreay's actual girlfriend, B. Priestley, is actually in this faction. Oh, okay. So she's over there in Japan. So. Yeah, I'm at an eight. I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably watch it on Sunday, whether it's Saturday morning that it happens or Sunday or uh, Sunday morning it happens. I'll probably watch it late Sunday. Um, there's only one bit of actual news to talk about, I guess, besides the whole Twitch thing. You guys noticed, heard, saw the backlash from the Twitch stuff. Paige crying. Yeah. Selena Vega doing the OnlyFans. All wait, kinds of wait, what? Oh, yeah, it's not for the, the OnlyFans thing. It's not only fans, yeah. you think. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You can Google that shit for free. It's, oh, yeah. it's just fans. Yeah, just yeah, fans. Just fans. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Flory happened a few weeks ago. It did. 
Kyrie Ray no show it again. And then it turned out that she's retired from wrestling. Yeah. Again. What do you think? She retired from wrestling before? She, uh, uh, when she first showed up on AEW for a cup of coffee. Oh, and then she. I don't think that was a retirement, though. She just she took a break. She took a long long break break and was and was teasing that she wasn't coming back. Yeah. So then when she showed up on Impact, hey, let's give let's give this another shot. Yeah. And so. Okay. Uh, it sucks. Uh, you know, Kylie spent an awful lot of time here. Uh, you know, wrestling at Booker T's promotion ROW. So I really liked her a lot. Uh, I mean, I still do. You know. I don't know what's going on with her. I, I seriously don't know. Uh, and it sucks. Whatever is going on with her that's keeping her away from wrestling. Um, if it's something that's just stealing her joy, then fuck. If, if it's a sucky situation, but you gotta do what you gotta do. If, if you need to step away from it, you need to step away from it. I mean, there's a lot of strange rumors that were circling around whenever she had left AEW uh, as to why. Um, none of it was ever substantiated, so I don't even know what to believe, and now she's gone again. So is it something with her? Is it something with wrestling? Are they two completely different incidences? Like, what's what's going on? I, I don't know. I'm in private about it, so I can only respect the privacy. I could just take a shot in the dark and guess that anxiety is a, a harsh motherfucker. And then you compound that with COVID. I mean, if Arnold were here, he'd probably give us a nice 30 minute explanation of how, how crazy life is with ADHD. I kind of figured out through isolation this past six or seven months of COVID that I've kind of built up my own like, little brand of ADHD. It's fucking annoying as fuck. You sit you so many things you want to do, but for whatever reason, you put so many hurdles in front of you that you just end up on the couch looking at the rounds of unsolved mysteries. <laughs> you, know they, you know they found the dead body. You know they reunited. Why the fuck am I on the couch? Got a brand new guitar pedal I haven't messed with. I got a blank book that's waiting to get full of poetry. And I'm sitting here staring at the damn ceiling fan full of dust. And I'm just like, nothing. Like, you don't see the dust? Nothing. Yeah, I've got my one chair with the whole week's worth of clothes. It takes five minutes to hang up. And even then, when I hang them up, I don't go to the closet. I hang them up in the fucking doorway sill that sticks out. <laughs> and I'll end up halfway there. I'll, they'll get home eventually. And they're fucking still there. It, 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 it's... And that's just me on a minuscule level. Ky- Kylie Ray, through all the things that she's been through, just to get in a fucking business arrested, there's a re- there's reasons why I decided not to go through with it after yeah. I went through my training camp. You know, so for her to push through and get to where she is now and still have those hurdles, again, just a hypothesis here, she's had those hurdles that she's putting in front of her and then the COVID situation is making things worse. I can only imagine the pinball that's going off inside her head. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to look for the hole to get in the game. You know? Sucks. Like, well, yeah, well, 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 Okay. Yeah. I okay. think so too. Because I think that was one of the things that she was um, pointing out that she wasn't uh, mentally stable. And it just kind of got on top of her. Yeah. Okay. I just, like, like you said, I just hope she finds the help, whatever help she needs, because we don't need another Ashley Masaro segment. Yeah. 
Right. In, in anybody's life in general, let alone, you know, she is not alone, obviously. And sometimes even then, you know you're not, but for whatever reason, that's just another another wall in front of you that you put that it just tells you tell yourself that, that oh, what was me when it really, it really isn't. You know? so, but that was it. Other than that, this Saturday night, full gear. You watching? Uh, I want to. <laughs> not sure if I am. But I want to. <laughs> Message Scott. Okay. You watching? I want to. <laughs> Gino. Hey man, after you get spoiled for $9.99 a month that you don't even realize that it goes yeah. where it gets automatically generated. <laughs> you get true. spoiled by that and then you're like, $65 on HD? The fuck? <laughs> I did not budget for this. Oh. Damn. Yeah, it, it kind of sneaks up on you. It sneaks up on you. you know? If money wasn't an object, what's the match that's making you pay $60 for? I don't know yet. Maybe that's part of the other problem. Not like... How about you? Can what's you the first match? Kenny Page. Kenny Page. Yeah. Speak on it. Just the... the I want to see the blood of it. The way they kind of set it up this uh, yesterday kind of gave you that half swerve of, you know what, weren't they supposed to be hating each other? Wait, the Bucks are in trouble. Oh, is this oh, the last Is this the last image we're going to see of the Elite all together? Yeah. Because you already know, as soon as they do the blow-off, Paige is hanging by a thread or by a drink. By a drink. <laughs> Omega showing showing that confidence, that cleaner persona, and the Bucks are going back to their old gimmick of just not giving a shit. Yeah. You know, it's I wanna see if they're really gonna pull the trigger and honestly I wanna see who's gonna go over to that. So yeah, that's the match that's got me in like pep. What's the anticipation like? I got it at nine. Mm. And honestly, I got Hangman winning. Okay. Yeah. The surprise upset. Kenny's too confident. Interesting. Omega versus Hangman. Where you at? <coughs> so, I want to be at like a 9 or 10, but I'm at 8. Um, and I, I think... It's two reasons. Um, when it comes to Kenny Omega, um, what they've been doing with Kenny Omega feels like um, a badass meal that was so great, but there were some leftovers, and now it's the next day at lunch, and you put it in the dirty microwave at lunch, and you set it for three minutes, and it's still the same thing. You know it's the same thing that you just cooked the night before. You know it's badass. But there's something about that dirty microwave that just makes it to where it's, you know, it, it, it's not as enjoyable. It's still the same spices, you know, still, you know. Uh, but this microwave that they pressed for Kenny Omega in the last month, month and a half of, like, Oh, hey, remember in 2017 and 2018 when this guy was like, the shit? Did you forget about that? Hey, 
here he is again, being the shit. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, he was in this tag team for a while. Like, okay, great, well, he split up the tag team, but no, you have to have a blow-off. Okay, you kind of have to. All right, great, I, I get it. It's not the same Kenny Omega that it was two years ago, but it is the same Kenny Omega that was two years ago, but maybe you should have left the microwave for maybe three and a half minutes instead of two and a half minutes. You know? That iron ain't hot no more. You know? And I see you're trying to warm it up, and I get it. You don't have a stove at work. You just have a fucking microwave, so okay. But, like, that's where I kind of am with Kenny. Where I am with Hangman is, um, that shit never made it out of the oven. <laughs> like, hey, you eat sushi, that shit's raw. I mean, but he needs to throw some avocados and some grass on it. He, he's a pork tenderloin that hasn't been in the oven quite as long. Some things are okay if you have a little bit of pink in the middle, but not pork tenderloin. No, no, no. We, oh, you're I, talking about pink in the middle. I don't want to see no pink <laughs> and hang that pages middle. Like, he needs to be in the oven for a little bit longer. And I. I've, I've never gotten to that point. I've never gotten to that it's point. It's raw. <laughs> I've never gotten to that point where I've been fought out with Henry. You know, I've always been like, okay, he's cool. He's the lamest one of the elites. And then it's like, oh, okay, he's not the lamest one of the elites. And, <laughs> and like, oh, they're really giving him a chance. Oh, he's the first person to challenge for the AEW title. Great. Oh, he lost. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, all right, well, cool, he's going to be in this badass tag team. No, he's just a drunk who's always depressed. Oh, great, so I don't really like him. And, like... Drunk is always depressed. They, they, they try to do stuff with him, and, and it's like they're, they're, they're doing half measures with him. I, I've never really seen that rocket strapped to his back and the rocket actually turned on with enough fuel in the tank. It's always been, like, splintering up a little bit, and, um, oh, hey, we have to relaunch and two or three weeks because there was too many clouds over Cape Canaveral or some bullshit like that, you know? Um, I'm really mixing metaphors here, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, there, there's just something about all this that should be amazing, but it's not amazing, but what I will give it credit for, and then I'll shut up after this point, what I will give it credit for is that sometimes the easy thing to book is the right thing to book. When I saw the brackets of that tournament, I knew before round one even started, yeah. you know, it's going to be Kenny versus Hangman. You know, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And it wasn't the wrong call to me. I, I, I should not have gotten swerved from it. But the option was pretty delicious, though. All those other factors that I, that I ranted about, they still are patient. Okay. My anticipation is at a motherfucking 10. Damn! They built this shit up so good. The promos yesterday with Hangman drinking and old man JR's like, moderation, son. I'm at a 10 for this match. They built this up pretty well, regardless of whatever last minute hurdles they had with Penta and ever placing Phoenix or whatever. I want to see this match bad. How Very bad. Now, the depressing drunk that I am, I'm going to channel my inner Arnold, and I'm going to follow your lead. Yeah. They, I want to see this match. The last time I've been this invested emotionally in a build-up to a first-time-ever Kenny Omega match was with Cody 
during the whole buildup of who's the leader of the Bullet Club. I would have given my left nut for that match. And I fucking did. I was in that arena with Aaron and a bunch of other people, Supercard of Honor, WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans. And that match did not live up to it at all. I'm hella worried that as invested as I am, I mentioned this earlier with fucking Naito and Evil. They've been a faction and they've been tag partners for so long. Do they have chemistry in the ring against each other to make this last? For all the shit that we give them about not being WWE, there might have been just a possibility just once that they could have WWE this up and we should have had some kind of tag match with Kenny and Hangman opposite of like a multi-man, six-man, eight-man tag. Just give me 30 yeah. seconds, 45 seconds, something so that where they can call a match each other together for 45 seconds for me to ease my doubt and be like, you know what? I'm at a fucking 11 now because I know that they gel. Those two pieces yeah. of the puzzle fit. Kenny and, 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 and Cody, those two pieces, that first match didn't fit at all. The latter match was a lot better the second time around than that USA special. But that first match was it was good, but it wasn't. I was expecting this. I got this. Yeah, you know. So that's the part that worries me. I'm at a ten, but damn, there's a lot of. Don't let the ten fool you. There's a lot of room for me to be disappointed. Like oh, you should be at eleven, yeah, or more. Yeah. I've been in person for some of Kenny Omega's biggest matches here in the states, so I'm I'm like I'm all in. No pun intended. But at the same time, uh, so I agree with you. I got hangman winning. I got hangman winning. I'll go with Kenny. Based on what? Based on the fact that it seems as though they're trying to recapture that fucking flame that that he had while he was in the Japan. I don't think that they can do that with a hangman win. Um, and I, I feel that AEW feels that they can't put Hangman on the back burner for another match. And he's going to be the Ziggler. He is going to be the forever back burner. Might, might get tossed to the front every now and again. But, you know, oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. You'll, you'll get here soon. You'll get here soon. Here's where I'm picking Hangman. All right. It's twofold. Number one. I want Kenny to be the cleaner. Old school cleaner from the beginning when he first turned on AJ Styles and joined the club. And I don't think that's going to happen in this match. I think Kenny Omega's hubris is going to get the best of him. He's going to lose. And then the next night on Dynamite, I don't want to sound evil here, but I'm going to say it. I want him to V-trigger both of his entrance girls. Throw away the fucking brooms, throw away the stupid face, and be legit like the Young Bucks. He's, he's the elite, the Young Bucks and Omega, the Young Bucks doing fucking Looney Tunes shit, and then Kenny Omega trying to be all chivalrous. That ain't cutting it. That All three of them have to be in sync. Kenny has to go complete dark, and, and that's what I want to see. I want him to hurt people, and, and the fact that Adam Page got a quick one on him, so you, yeah. you want Kenny two or three years ago? Yes, the actual Kenny two or three okay. years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not the Kenny that, oh, I'm in America now. Let me just water it down because the Americans are stupid. 
which we are. Uh, and then on the other side, I get <laughs> 60 million racist, xenophobic, blind, idiotic, waste of semen, cum dumpster fires still voted for this fucker. Uh, Rule number one in the pandemic don't get the fucking Rona. What did Blondie do? He got the fucking Rona. 60 million assholes still voted for this shit? Really? He's immune, remember? Remember, remember? Have you seen how blue Mitch McConnell's hands are? He looks like a fuck. He looks like fucking Grimace. <laughs> like he's a fucking hologram at this point. <laughs> and to transition to another match, <laughs> I have Hangman <laughs> Page winning because I want him. Versus Eddie Kingston for the fucking belt. Eddie Kingston is my fucking MVP. Give it to I me. Give it to me. I'm gonna uh, no, no. Oh, pass that. <laughs> I'm giving this what I should be giving Omega Page. I'm giving this an eleven. Kingston had fifteen yeah. minutes of fame. Put a fucking star on Hollywood for that motherfucker. Look what he's done. The promo last night with Moxley when he can't touch each other. Fuck your mama. Don't you talk about the mama? Between Eddie Kingston and Trent's mama, man, it's going to be a Mills night on Saturday, bro. Holy dog shit. I want Kingston to win so that Moxley can have two or three months in Japan and settle his shit over yonder and give Kingston a nice three-month run as a test. Man, wait till we open the floodgates around the country when we start touring again. Kingston on the mic. You will not, you will put down your goddamn cell phone and your remote and you're going to just be like fucking clockwork orange. Like this. Every time Kingston's on the mic. God damn. He got me on that promo last night. Woo, bring us back down because you're looking at us like we just saw his wife is a ghost. <laughs> so, I was going to be at about a four, but... <laughs> The, the dueling promos last night put me up to about a six. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I think that's mostly because I don't really give a shit about Moxley. And I don't really don't give a shit about Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie Kingston was cool and all right, I guess. He was cool in, uh, in, in Chicago. Was cool in TNA for a little bit, you know. Oh, um, him with LAX. Yeah. With Jesus and well, I, yeah, that's the thing that kind of like I don't want to say soured me, but just didn't impress me because LAX. LAX was, was already almost mythic, kind of. Yeah. And you couldn't really do like, a tribute to that. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like, I don't want to say, this wording is too strong, but it felt like he kind of bastardized LAX, but he did. I can see where you're coming from. He didn't yeah. bastardize it, but like it, it just it wasn't what it was. Yeah. Right? So, so I, I, I respect Eddie Kingston's mic work. Right? He's great on the fucking mic. I see him The promo on the Halloween bucket. <laughs> I see him more as a Conan type of dude, where he is the leader and the puppet master, the guy holding the strings, a great manager, a great cult leader in the ring. Eh! But I never really liked him in the ring. Okay. And I can't see him 
pulling out an awesome fucking five-star match. To your defense, he hasn't really had many matches on Dynamite. If it's on True. dark, the lights are out. We're not watching. But I, I'm still going off of my history from ROH, yeah. TNA, from this and that. He's, he, he's never been, to me, a guy that's super, super impressive in the ring. And I don't think he could pull out a five-star match from Mox. Oh. I don't really yeah. take Mox. I don't. Like, the buildup is at a fucking 11. I know damn well we're getting another fucking CZW street fight out of Mox. Yes. Even after MJF was like, we're not going to have that. He even had it. So I know what we're getting with that. But that doesn't mean that getting there, holy shit. See, I don't think this match is going to be that match. If there's a rematch, let's say Eddie does win and Moxie goes away for a little bit. Oh, he's and, and, yeah, he's winning. Okay, cool. Yeah. The rematch, I think, will be better. Oh, yeah. I think I it will. But this this first one, I don't if know Mox, for it. If, or the match itself. If Moxley and Kingston have that experience that they've wrestled each other 16, 14, 12, 10, 8 years ago, I'm hoping it shines through in this match. But I have not seen Eddie Kingston wrestle enough for me to think the match is going to be good. But the build-up to this fucking match, Jesus Christ, man. Um... It's the best work I've seen Moxie do up to this point in AEW. Um, and I'm not even hating on the fact that I have a, that I have a memory that actually works. There's been more than one occasion that Moxie has said the words, I quit on the microphone. All they have to do is play that clip. Well, we're, to almost protect, yeah, yeah. we're almost about to protect Moxie just to have Kingston taste the bill. And whatever happens after that, happens after that. So... You know, that's, that's the other thing, too. Um, I don't think I'd be happy, like, all the other stuff aside, I don't think I'd be happy with Eddie Kingston being the champ for being the first, like, legitimate, non-WWE guy to be the, the AEW champ. I think that's going to further that fucking bullshit narrative, which I know, Cody's come out and he's disproven it. The reason why he's Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Cody, Cody's come out and just proven Cody it. Rhodes. Yes. Cody, you can say Cody Rhodes now. Okay, Cody Rhodes. Yes. He, he's come out and said, hey, this, these guys are, you know, they wrestle here, but they wrestle there, and they wrestle all over the place. They're good. They're professionals. That's why we give them the belts. Okay, good. I understand that. But still, you're going to leave that door open for that type of criticism until you give it to somebody that's not one of those guys that the guy to is... Somebody who's been there for a cup of coffee is known more for his time in ROH and TNA and CZW and all that stuff. And it just seems like, why can't you just give that shit to Jungle Boy? Or MJF. Or, like, whoever. And fucking Darby Allen. A-A-E-W guy. You know? And that's what I'm waiting for. And until I get the A-E-W guy to get the big belt, not the TNT belt, you know, the big one. Until then, I'm gonna feel like something's missing from me. Is that a continuing missing? Because there's gonna be a lot for the Now, having I my prediction, my prediction, I got Kingston winning because it's Royal Rumble kind of mm-hmm. atmosphere and just uh, it's gonna be a one of those street fight kind of things. So even if that's it, Kingston wins. Uh, Mox disappears for a couple of months for Japan for WrestleMania. You gotta understand, this past weekend they they reintroduced somebody that had been missing for a while. 
and could actually have a take against Kings members to be in his fair. Pac! Holy fuck, that Pac promo. So, I can imagine that. So, uh, what's, right. what's the beef there with Pac and Kingston? Well, there, there's going to be beef because it was the death triangle. Pac and the Lucha Bros. COVID happened and Pac had to stay home. That's right. And Kingston was like, yoink! And if you paid attention on his promo, when he was just sitting there watching or listening to everything, a lot of it was Kingston's voice. And he was listening to the TV. And that's when he started seeing his version of the wrestler screaming at him all over him while he just maintained calm. So imagine the return of the death triangle against Eddie Kingston Butcher the Blade. Yes. Oh, okay. And the money! Hoppity hop hop, baby. So with that being said about the the title belt, cup of coffee, Kingston holds it. Hot, perfect contender, they come and take it away. Actually build up, I wouldn't mind seeing a mock spot match for me. You know, you box eaters spot. So I got that happening. And with the whole with your prediction about uh Hangman and Kingston, I've got Kenny coming in and screwing Hangman and continuing the story as the king now. Mm-hmm. Because that was one of the the first things he he did in New Japan when he became one. Yeah. So you want the original cleaner, you have to go through that same trial, you know. Okay. That's fair. Cody Rhodes against Darby Allen for the TNT title. What you think? I'm at a nine. Really? I'm at a nine. I fucking love Darby Allen. I <laughs> and I've been really liking Cody. And I know as much as I'm just ranting about the big belt and you know, the, 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 the who needs to have the title, blah, 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 blah. Really, the more relevant belt right now is the TNT Championship. I agree. Um, it, I don't think it should be like that, but I, it just de facto is. Um, and I think it's because Cody's just been better at being visible and defending that title than Moxley has. Um, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. I don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. Yeah. Um, so, all right, cool. So I'm really interested in this belt. I'm interested in the run that Cody Rhodes uh, has. And god damn it, I love me some Darby Allen. So, yeah, I'm at a 9. I could be at a 10, but I'm not at a 10 because, I don't know, him just sitting up in the in the crowd and him uh, showing up with a uh, dude from Jackass and just falling down the ramp. Okay, Steve-O. Fucking god damn, Steve-O. Maybe it was. So, because uh, <laughs> Steve-O, I'm not at a 10, I'm at a 9. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? If, if Darby were to win this, fuck, dude. I can imagine half of the TNT title being painted with some kind of crazy ass shit. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm at an eight. Okay. Emotionally, I'm dying to see this match bad because there has not been a bad Cody versus Darby match. But that's where the problem lies. The promo that ended the show last night, as good as Cody Rhodes was on the mic, that's not a promo that you cut on someone that you've already had three matches with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one that just okay. noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome if you're building up to Fighter Fest, 30 minute time, 20 minute time limit, 
that you don't even know, you don't even have what it takes to be here. You should be grateful that I put the word in for you to be here, for you to all of a sudden feel like you deserve something or you're entitled to something. Last 20 minutes will be, and then we'll go about it from there. But for them to have three matches already, that promo felt a little odd. Darby has yet to beat Cody. He's lost to Cody twice, and then he had the time limit draw. So just 10 seconds of Cody acknowledging that, I would have been somewhere between a 9 and a 10. But just, yeah. And then it's hard. As much as I want to see it, I would have loved a better build, but they just shoehorned Cassidy in this to where he had the time limit draw, which I thought that was a waste. They shouldn't have made a time limit draw with Orange Cassidy. They should have had Orange lose by disqualifying by interference, but the ref didn't catch it. And further, you could have easily furthered Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, which I'm dying to see. Fucking Silver. <laughs> by or by Silver costing Orange the match the first time and saved the, the 20 minute time limit for a really newcomer that need that could have really used the rub. Yeah. Just like Darby got the rub from lasting 20 minutes with Cody at Fighter Fest. So I just, yeah, I'm at an eight. I, I, I sound dejected, but I'm still at an eight. I want to see this match. Um, I want Darby to win it. But more importantly, what do you do with Darby if he doesn't win? Oh, that's the point. It almost feels like you have to give it to Darby. Yeah. After Cody just got this fucking belt back after returning about a month ago. So... I mean, this isn't Cody's first defense. No. Right? It's been two Cassidy's. Two Cassidy's. That's it? Two yeah. Cassidy's and a Darby, please. Yeah. It's, yeah. I got a, a, a the same the eight. exact same thing that you just said right now, but the last promo didn't make it to me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that Darby's just been sitting there and... The new his, steam? The new steam, yeah. But for me, it's... I don't know. I got Darby winning because I really don't. Other than, hey, let's say if Cody wins, who's next? If not, it's going to be probably um, Mark the Dark Order. Yeah. No. I know exactly who would be next. And it's going to be next whether it's Cody or it's Darby. Ooh, another awesome promo on Dynamite. FTW, right? Huh? Ricky fucking Starks. Yeah. Holy okay. shit, Biscuit. Ricky okay. Starks against Cody. We've already had that as the open open challenge. That was an awesome match. Ricky Starks against Darby Allen opening the episode of Dynamite because Darby's yeah. got the feud with Team Taz. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was good stuff. Give me more of that. Either way, give me more of Ricky Starks. So, fuck it. If you want Cody to actually put stuff over, I, I, I would have Cody... Step up to Brian Cage and the FTW title. Ooh. And I'd have Darby with fucking Ricky Starks. You want to build a future AW? That's it right there. Okay. Darby and Darby and Starks. Do it. What is uh, fighting each other? For the for the TNT title. Darby with oh, the champ. Yeah. Darby's a champ. Darby Starks chasing. Good. And I I tease it. I'd give Starks the belt off of that. Hey, I would. That that's your rock triple H right there, those two guys. And honestly, that would build up that FTW title too. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Just send me a check, TK. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad that they're calling him TK now. I know. I just keep thinking of Looper. 
<laughs> I know what's Cooper. I know. I TKs, telekinetics, all they do is blow fucking quarters and try to piss them intimidate girls. Or no. Pick a girl. What, what I think of is uh, the, the Dead Rising series. Oh! Yeah, the, the dude that, uh, Dead Rising 2, that had the fucking Thunderdome bullshit. So he's TK. <laughs> yeah. Did you give your prediction? Who you got with it? Uh, I think he needs to be Darby. He needs to be Darby. I mean, I'm not mad if Kobe wins it, but I think it was funny. Let's show the women some love. Okay. This match is free. It doesn't break that much of a sweat to find it. Yeah. Give me an anticipation for Serena Deeb versus the newest free agent, Allison K from NWA for the women's NWA title. That's on the pre-show. Wait, this that shit's for free. I didn't know this was for the NWA. NWA women's title match. Serena really? Deeb picked up the bell. She beat Thunder Rosa about a week or two ago yeah. on a NWA Hollywood or some kind of television show that they have. They they aren't doing NWA Power anymore. No, not yet. It's, it's, uh, NWA's doing some like backstage kind of. Like yeah, but they're not doing the weekly Power series yet. Okay. And that's kind of hurting them because they because of that they lost starch because of that they're Thunder uh, Rose on the contract, but Allison Kay's become a free agent and it wouldn't take me long. You would think AW needs one or two more women to bolster up the division, especially with um, uh, Statlander still nursing the injury. And Breaker's still not 100%. Mm -hmm. So you sign Allison K and you got Serena Deeb in the, in the pocket. You're doing all right. Uh, I don't really know too much about Allison K. Uh, Serena Deeb's cool. Uh, five. I, 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 five. It's just, it's, it's weird that it's for the NWA women's title. You know? Yeah. And, like, I get it that NWA likes to play nice with other promotions sometimes and, like, lets their champions in. But I don't know if I want AEW to do that. You know? Like, like I'm not saying that it's, like, beneath them, but right now that NWA is, well, I don't know. It's been established. AEW needs to be established. Yeah, AEW needs to be established. NWA needs to be established too because, well, now that you tell me power's gone away because fuck you 2020, but like NWA could have been at that point where they're like, okay, now we need to start making our guys exclusive, but they didn't so it feels like it's a step back for both AEW and NWA to have NWA's title defended on an AEW problem. Yeah. Unless they just merge them. I mean, there's so much talent. There's not when I say so much, but there's a lot of great talent on the NWA roster right now. They have James Storm. They have E, Lai, Drake. If you've been they watching, still have Tim Storm, right? Storm. Tim Storm. James if you, Storm didn't he appear in Impact? He's yeah, but he's still working. He's no. loose. He's loose. Um, dude, if you've been if you've been watching NWA Power, you've gotten a crush on the question mark. The question mark is so fucking stupid funny. And then Aaron Stevens, which was the uh, Miz yes. Gal, he, that's his that's his leader slash whatever. Um, they have some good tag teams there. Um, fuck, why am I overlooking this? Nick Aldis and Strictly Business, his faction. Yeah. yeah, man, if you want to do Moxley versus Nick Aldis, or fuck it, on the microphone, Kingston versus Aldis, they tease some of that shit on the Power Television show. Too. I just see There's Aldis, a, period. Thank you. Good. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, um, um, I need to go back and watch. I've heard good things about all this match against um, Mike Kanellis that okay. they had on NWA a couple of weeks ago. I heard that was pretty good. Um, yeah, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna tease NWA, 
go full bore. Do a fucking, I, I know it's stupid because it's been done and it's been done that fast. Do an invasion angle. Have NWA versus fucking, and, yeah, and build it up, double or nothing, another stadium stampede. NWA against AW. Make it work. Um, I'm at a seven I, I, out of the three of us. I, it sounds like and it feels like I've got more experience with Allison K. And her injury work, she, she's pretty solid. She's pretty good. Um, Serena D, I think you know Serena D, good. Um, kudos to AEW for not fucking that up. And she's, she's had a couple of televised matches on Dynamite. They didn't legit squash her. Yeah. You know, so they probably kind of knew that this was happening. So they kept it kind of relevant so that she doesn't look like a complete joke. That's a job with that suddenly the AEW was I'm going to make the effort to watch it. I want to watch it. Uh, it kind of sucks. Still in 2020, I don't know if it happened on purpose, but I don't see why this woman's match is on the pre-show and not on the main card. But at the same time, Orange Cassidy versus John fucking Silver was on the pre-show, and that got moved up to the main card. Number, Cassidy versus Silver. I got rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Gush on, man. Gush on. Silver, man. Are you watching it in the BBME? That, uh, no. Silver is that, that guy. He's got during the words of getting sponsored from Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. All because he was hungry. <laughs> he was hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was hungry. Yeah. All right. Good shit, man. Job's done. John, so he's got he's got natural charisma, dude. He's one of those guys that doesn't give a fuck. He's just who he is, and if you like it, cool. And if not, try again next week. Dude, but that's how most of the attitude era people got over WWE. They were just sure. themselves, and you, you either really liked them or you really hated them. And then when you really hated them, it's when you realize you kind of like them. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. So yeah. I, not that I'm comparing John fucking Silver to The Rock, but that's the blueprint that's been laid out. That's how we got Cena. That's how we got Orton. That's how we got Brian. That's how we got Batista. So it's just that's how we got Eddie for the most part. So. If it works, it works, and if John Silver is fucking hilarious, dude. Just him and the chemistry he has with Brody Lee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. If you have to watch the DVD okay. Elite shows, okay. dude. If, if, <laughs> I think somebody made a compilation of just the Dark Order series. Just watch those. You'll, Silver will have you laughing, man. We I got know. chili! <laughs> Okay. Up. <laughs> and then Y2J against MJF. MJF wins. He's officially in the inner circle. You already are thinking, so I want to pick your brain while the train's still leaving the station. Yeah. Where are you at with this? Uh, Talk to them. I'm at a nine and a half. What the duck? Oh, tell them. Fucking goddammit. This they sang. They fucking sang over raw meat. Like <laughs> They, they, they did Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> he, he, fucking, we got MJF still picking on fucking, uh, what's his name? Sammy Guevara. And Stick to because we have yeah. to talk about it. Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Go. Oh, God. Go. This was so dumb. So stupid. And I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of those things where, like, Wrestling is absurd, and when it's absurd, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, that's why you get so much absurdity, and that's why it turns people off, because more often than not, it doesn't hit. This time, I think it did. 
Now, it may have taken me a while to come around that it hit I think. At first, I was like, uh, I don't like this. But then I was like, okay, I like this. This is, this is silly. Um, so, yeah, I, it's... I, the whole, well, do you want to be in the Dark Order? Well, do you want, want me to be in the Dark Order? Not Dark Order, but... <laughs> you know, like, like that's that's great, and I think what's keeping me from a ten and, and why I'm at a nine and a half is because I don't really get why MJF would want to even be in the inner circle, anyways. Like, I get his arguments on his debates as to why he thinks he would be a good fit, but I I think that there's some sort of extra motivation behind that story that he's giving. I, I smell that there might be some bullshit, and I don't know if that bullshit smell is an extra layer a layer of acting for a swerve that if you picked it up, oh god, it was foreshadowing, or if MJF is just not that good at acting and he just doesn't believe in himself. I'm not sure. So that little bit of doubt there brings me down to a 9.5 instead of a 10. Um, also, I've been a little disappointed in Jericho the last couple of days, but that's uh, not wrestling related, but whatever. <laughs> if you're red, you suck, right? Yeah. yeah. Where are you at? I got a nine. Nine. Just the, I want to see what's going to happen. One, I don't, I really don't understand why Andrew wants to go in there. But then again, if, like me, I really dig into all this stuff. He was supposed to be one of the original members of the Inner Circle back when the team was getting built. But uh, overall, I want to see uh, this is going to be a new transformation for Jericho's character. Because just because of the beatdown and the smile he had in his face after it, he was like, okay. That was, that, was, that was a sword I was not expecting. Yeah. I don't know what's keeping me from a 10. I'm also at a 9. Um, because the build's been happening for months. The whole split cameras with them going off and then talking about each other, kind of circling around the actual the argument at hand. Sammy Gabar with the three X jacket and shit. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I'm more I'm I'm more curious what the payoff is. You know, because a part of me it's weird. Focusing on Jericho, a part of me doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah. I don't want him to turn face. But then again, we all see his fucking theme every fucking week he comes out. I do it at home. I did it when I was in fucking Austin. I did it when I was in Atlanta. I did it when I was in fucking uh, Corpus Christi. It, it happens. Um, but what other options are there? Is there a swerve where Jericho actually takes Wardlow? Oh, you stole and that. And we're turning MJF face? I'm not, I wasn't a fan of face MJF when Cody was fighting uh, Sean Spears. You know, I'm not sure if I'm a, if I'm gonna be a fan of Jericho as a face. Um, I just don't know. I don't know where it's going. And the part that I it sometimes the the unknown raises the the bar, but right now the unknown leaves me with at least two options that I'm not sure that I'm gonna like. And I think yeah. that's why I'm at a nine instead of full blown ten. Or okay. Did I still your thunder speak on it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think where they're going here. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know where we're going, but I think there could be some sort of swerve. 
Or if that JN kicks Jericho out of the inner circle entirely. Yeah, so I think there's two swerve scenarios. So there's two non-swerve scenarios, either Jericho wins or MJF wins, and then that's the end of the storyline, right? Um, or the swerves is, yeah, Jericho somehow steals Wardlow, which I can see that Wardlow is more lackey than MJF is. Like, I don't want MJF to be a lackey. So I think MJF being in the inner circle is going to be kind of weird because you might have a, a situation like Nation of Domination where who's the actual leader? Or Bullet Club, who's the actual leader? Or you might just have a stable that doesn't work because both of them are leaders and it's not interesting. Um, so I think it's more safe to have Jericho just steal Wardlow. Okay, cool. Beef. Yeah. Or the other swerve could be MJF just steals the rest of Inner Circle and makes his own Inner Circle. Now, I don't think that's really going to happen because Santana's already made it pretty clear. Like, no. And Sammy. Yeah, and Sammy too. But Jake and Ortiz, not so much. Well, what was. There was like some line where, um, like,. I think Jericho was talking about how loyal his guys are, and like Santana's like, oh yeah, he's this and that, and Ortiz was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was like very subtle, very like, oh, this one has an indifference. Oh, ooh, why does that one have a difference? Okay, you know, so so could there be some sort of weird swerve there, or are we gonna have like a NWO white NWO red situation? with that. I don't know, but it, it, it can be either fucking awesome or totally convoluted. <laughs> and fuck it, they I get know. in the ring and they break that spike. <laughs> There's like, why is Jim Ross, Sassafras, why is there cardboard in the center of the ring? <laughs> but I want to see it. How about Harashita against Nyla Rose? Yeah, three. I'm gonna three. Three! Squash Wow. Honestly, I was looking for Kyle Shader to come to Ooh. So you think Nyla's gonna squash? Yeah. Dude. It squash. was the story was Kyle. a shoe in shoe in kind of thing. That's the one that they have to backpedal on. Who we gonna give her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, just thinking about it, Nyla Rose against Thunder Rosa would be Fucking money. I think we've already seen Sheeta versus D. So if Sheeta wants to go for the NWA winner's title, I think it's too. Because that was the story between Sheeta uh, and uh, Thunder. Where are the rest of the girls? Well, you said Statlander was dead. Statlander's injured. Britt's <laughs> almost there. And heels. Yeah. And fucking uh, Swole, I think she's starting, to, she's starting to go. She's curving down on the bell curve. Oh, yeah, she is. She is. Um, I'm not sure why AW. I don't know if you guys have been watching Dark. I don't know why they haven't pulled the trigger and put Abaddon. She got injured. Abaddon's injured too. Uh, really? The, the, you know who Abaddon is? That's the. Whoa! That was a <laughs> I got pulled twice. Like, <laughs> it's like a hybrid card that one battery goes up, the rest of them. Blah, 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 reactions. It's not very often. I get pulled twice. Well, you have to answer for that. Down, <laughs> Yeah, Farakashi, she was supposed to have a match this week, but she ended up getting injured. Damn it, not a match. 
Okay. Penelope Ford's not really doing much. Mm -hmm. uh, who else is there? Bunny, the bunny. The bunny man. That uh, uh, one jobber, Red Velvet, or, you know, Anna Jay and Tay Conti from the fucking Dark Order. Oh, Let's start yeah. bringing stuff yeah. like yeah. that. They are building her up on uh, B and B. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would go with that. Anna Jay, she can give her some time. So, so who you got with her? You, you said this is you know what? You got with her. She has had a good run. Let's freshen things up with Nyla a little bit. Yeah, feed her some new competitors. Uh, refresh my memory. Would this be Nyla's second run as one of Yes. yes. So she'd be the she first. took it from. So she'd be the first ever two time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm no, actually, that. Cody's the first to ever two time. Okay, okay, two times on this channel. Yeah. Now, uh, okay, cool. Uh, you know what? I like Nyla. Especially as Vicky as Nyla. Oh, son of a bitch, I was about to say that. <laughs> I, I like, I like her. <laughs> God, Vicky is so bad at acting. But she's in such good shape, bro. Bloody she is good. Give me that, give me that camera. I, with her picture on September. I, yeah. I, <laughs> she can barely reach the pot, but I know it's good. Yeah, because she's. Yeah. <laughs> Did you got Sheena winning? Uh, no, I got Nia. Nia, Nyla winning. Okay, you got Nyla winning. Yeah. You got Nyla winning? Yeah, I got Nyla winning. Um. Oh. Elite deletion. Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara. Are we still doing this? I'm at a four. Are we still doing this? <laughs> I'm at a zero. I repeat, are we still doing this? No, I like Sammy. That's why I'm at a four. But the problem is, like, and that's the, uh, one of the things that is kind of bringing me down. So what are we doing? Is Sammy hating JF or is Sammy way, uh, running away from Matt Hardy? What are we doing? I don't know. This is well, bad. because this is basically putting the bow tie on that feed. They should have put the bow tie on that feed with Hardy's head bow tie bounced off the it oh. should, but I kind of see the gimmick of the match because one, Sammy's going to be facing all of the renditions of Matt Hardy. That's in the compound. In the compound. Yeah, so that's not a Wait. Oh. It's a delete deletion. So it's going to be, this is, I think this is off already shot. Yeah, six. Okay. <laughs> zero, because even in his pre tape, I'm, I, I don't want to upset Aaron, but God damn it. If Hardy's had a good run, I don't want to see him die. And that bouncing off just scared the fuck out of me. And you scared me once, that's enough for me. I don't want to, I don't want, again, another, not that it's that extent, I don't want another fucking Masawa happen. I don't want a Silver King, I don't want a Federal Wild, I don't want, what was the other Mexican who just died? I don't want any more of those. Yeah, oh, apparently Donnie had a heart attack, but it was something else in the match. Oh, what? yeah, no way, yeah, no way. Make more babies, you got like six now. Go for the dozen and you'll just live off of fucking... Income tax refunds. God damn. I don't want to see him get hurt no more. Put a bullet. I'd rather see the bar with a 3X waving his shit around, you know? Yeah, I'm a zero. I'll, I'll, I'll just want this over. Uh, you're in a four. Who you got? Oh, I'm at a six. You're a six. You got one at six. Uh, Sammy. I got three. Sammy. Sammy. Okay, good. Uh, what's left? What's left? What's left? Oh my God. In the making. Three years in the making. FTR against the Young Bucks. Hector, hit me with a number. Nine. Nine. What's keeping you from busting that whole nut? 
the threat of them not challenging for the title again. Mm-hmm. If and is it Matt Hurt? He's got like a slight tear in his ACL and MCL yes, and PCL and then the 55 inch TCL and then the fucking <laughs> his back. Yeah. His back. Yeah. His back. His pussy and his crack. It's been a while. It's been a while. I forget how to touch humans. Yeah. Now yeah. This year. Yes. Fuck COVID. Um, where are you at? Give me a number. What is seven? Uh, I'm gonna say it. Why so low? To There's the best some, ever. There, there, at some point, you, you're holding a nut to bust for so long that it just starts to hurt, and it's not good when you do bust. Um, <laughs> oh no, we graduated from that when, at Scott's place. We've been, we've been, we've been hitting this key. Oh my God! We, they merged two different, two different strands together. So we call it the purple banana. So you had blue balls for so long, but then when you got the action, she squeezed it so hard, she left you with a purple banana. So you're a purple banana right now. You're not a blue balls. You're not blue balls, homie. You're purple banana. Okay. Is that the Thomas Hansberry? <laughs> oh, and Lindsey Grant, he could rot the fucking hell, too. Oh, Jesus. The triad of death is still there. That fucking Susan Collins chick. Oh, fuck. She just needs one good porn session gangbang to knock all that out. Oh, and she'll be like, you know what? Women do deserve to choose what to do with their fucking bodies. You're a fucking woman. You're not a goddamn android. Fuck. I digest. <laughs> well, what was the most? Cohen Barrett? Is that her name? Amy Cohen The new Supreme Court justice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, for so whatever whack-ass reason, sidebar to the fucking death. Jesus. Well, go ahead. Because we're going to do this as B-roll, but if we're going to bust this nut. Okay. For honestly, even, even, <laughs> even fucking with the, with the Republicans holding the Supreme Court, they still said, fuck you to Trump. We're not going to cancel this. We're not going to stop this. We're not going to overturn this. They want that fucker to crash and burn. <laughs> Legally. Like, he has no recourse. None. Well, I don't think most of it got to the Supreme Court. I think yeah. also courts are the yeah. ones that were shutting down. Yeah. Anyway, what I was gonna say about about uh, Cole Barrett was that she is of the uh, <laughs> of the opinion that that you need to like submit to your husbands and that women have no place in like the workplace and shit. And I'm like, go make me a sandwich. Oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. You <laughs> have a career at the top of your field doing stuff just on your own. You can pick any dick you want. Not a dick having to pick you. <laughs> you. You can pick your nose. You can pick your friends. But you can't pick a dick with your nose's friend. Dick. I don't know. It blows, dude. Open that little Last weekend, just to blow off some speed, and I wound up like in the caboose of a fucking trunk train. And I saw oh, you did, and I saw on Route 610. I went looping, I went looping, and I'm looking at these fucking flags like Latinos for Trump, women for Trump, blacks for Trump. Let me tell you, women for Trump, blacks for Trump, Latinos for Trump. If we were to stick all of you in an arena with the whites for Trump. I promise you 
The whites for Trump will not see you eye to eye. Read this tweet that my friend sent to <laughs> My coworker sent to <laughs> I wanted him to read it out loud. Please read it. Please read it. Someone called Latinos for Trump the can't, can't, can't. Gee, wow, that's funny. Oh, man. I'm about 90% sure that fucking at Lake Travis, those boats that tipped over from the waves and some were blacks for Trump, women for Trump, Latinos for Trump, and now one of them Caucasian, less pigment, skin pigmentation motherfuckers went in there to pull y'all out, did they? They are not gonna. You are not equal to them in the same room. Why? Oh, Why? Why? Blue hands. Blue hands. <laughs> Purple bananas. I don't even trust the Cookie Monster anymore. <laughs> some kind of fuckwit shenanigans. Either it goes to a tie on the draw or a double fall that the, neither one of them are the victor, but FTR is like, no, nah, I got my lawyers that said that this is already done, that you already said he didn't beat us. He still didn't beat us. And then we get six months of the Young Bucks going, you call yourself the best team in the world when you technically couldn't beat us? And then eventually, like the anti-Cody, Cody was just like, oh, I can't go for that belt anymore. Then let me make another MAGA reality and make a new belt that's red. No, with F with the Young Bucks, they're going to persist and persist and persist to the point that FTR is going to, however, give them a rematch unwillingly, still give it to them anyway, and that's when the Young Bucks win. So there's a lot of butt fuckery that's going to happen in the next three or months. The Young Bucks can just sue Tony Khan, and that's for a recount. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> FTR. I gave you your stupid names in the first place. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to give me a rematch on Wednesday. Oh, fuck me. It, it kind of it killed my spirits when I found out that Matt's actually hurt. And that they're kayfabe trying yeah. to injure Matt so that they can, like, write him off. But And then and then I'm like, oh, so Kenny and Hangman. Huh. Hangman loses, but he's gonna pick up the young buck, so it's gonna be it's gonna be Hangman and uh, Nick Jackson, man. Yeah? Or some took. There was a whole bunch of shit that floated in my head this last episode of Dynamite. Uh, for me, the thing that kind of has that kind of dropped the hand for me was being the There was a Halloween episode where Matt was taking selfies of his phone and was somewhat predicting the future. 
and he took a picture of Nick, and Nick was doing that whole gimmick of uh, Merch Freak. I don't know if you've, if you've gone that far, being maybe. No. But he does a gimmick of selling merch when it first started. Like he would make Matt wear the slippers with the towel and everything, and Jay's scarf and everything. Well, he, in that episode, he took a picture of Nick, and Nick was doing the merch trick pose, but in his hand was a TMP title. Wow. Hmm. Perfect segue. They lose. Okay, you they, they could do that. The the thing you said about like, later on when Nick when Matt yeah. is better. Do that whole. But that's that's what, that's, that's another the, that's another awkward situation because I think in the ring Nick is the better wrestler. But he's got about as much charisma as that private party cup. Um, Nick Jackson. This guy. Again, both y'all didn't catch it. Street Poppers. <laughs> Nick is charismatic as all fuck. So which one are, are we going for, Matt or Jeff? Are we going for you know? So it's just another example of what I don't know if you you, you reach this height of popularity with the Young Bucks and now you want to pull the trigger and break them up. It's 2020. Yeah, we're up on Dynasty anyway. I got FTR winning. You got FTR winning. I got, I got butt I'm not picking either one of them. I got it. God damn it, Bobby! They, they got your purse. Yeah, you know them. <laughs> Overall, full gear. Give me a number. Eight. Nine. Eight. Eight. Four. Eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be hard to top uh, Revolution. I think Revolution might be my favorite AEW show. So I really don't have a five. Four. Four actual pay-per-views. Revolution. Right? And that's all they have over here. Yeah, yeah just four. It's just four. The special edition is the Fighter Fest. The uh, Fight for the Fallen. The whatever the other one. And okay. <laughs> uh, Anything else before we go? That's Pretty much everything we got for the night. I, I can just go for it. So uh, the last time that we signed off, I was saying, "Hey, everybody, DCW, DCW." Did anybody go? Yes. Yeah. Uh, was there um, what isolation? Uh, yeah. Social yeah. distancing. Uh, yeah, there was uh, people wearing their masks and stuff, so they were polite and all that, so that's good. They were trying to spread out as much as they could, but we did have uh, more people show up than what we thought we were going to, which is a good problem to have. Until y'all get sick. Yeah, exactly. And then you got us sick. Yeah. And then you spread us sick. I'm going to get my friends sick, and then we're out for a month. Well, I got antibodies because I was already sick, so. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was a good show. Uh, Good turnout. Yeah, uh, the new venue that we're in, the uh, Katie Boxing Club, is it too far from here? It's going to be like 10 minutes from here. Uh, I didn't realize how far in the boonies we actually are. Yeah. Until I got lost that last time I came over here, there's nothing more in earning. So, uh, I'm off to the fucking bus. The, I, I like the atmosphere uh, better than the Elks Lodge. Because the Elks Lodge just felt like old and stuffy. And this place, the Katie Boxing Club, felt like new and stuffy, old and great. Ooh, right? You know, so it wasn't like um, old school Paul Bosch used to wrestling. Well, I wouldn't say Paul Bosch, but it's like 
there was, it's a boxing club, so there was still a boxing ring set up behind us, and all the fucking boxing memorabilia on the, on the walls, and speed bags and punching bags still hanging. It's kind of like having shit. a concert inside a hard rock. Yeah, yeah, so it was cool. It was a nice, gritty atmosphere, um, so it, it, was, it was neat. And uh, it, it's in, in one of those buildings that's like, uh, you know how you'll have like these uh, aluminum warehouse type of things that double as like office buildings? Yeah. Well, it was in one of those. So it had like two big garage bay doors that were just rolled Nice. Up, you know? Um, and it's perfect weather. So that aluminum wall, the aluminum yeah. texture wouldn't have made it too hot. I, it, was, it was perfect. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, so our next, um, our next show will be this month. Uh, on the 21st, uh, so yeah, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, so if you can come out, please come out, your boy will be re-announcing again, yes, I did re-announce uh, this, this past month, and I'll be doing it again this month, and then the next one after that is December 19th, uh, so we're already booked up for two months at this new place now, so pretty cool, we had very successful turnout, we like to make it a more successful turnout. What day of the month is it though, Saturday or Saturday? Saturday. Sorry, Saturday. Saturday the 21st of November, Saturday the 20th, or 19th of December. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so come out. Um, we had some interesting news. Uh, the uh, champion, Remedy, you might remember Remedy, uh, back from PWA days. Go filming. Oh, that motherfucker. Well, he's been our champ, and he's been the longest reigning DCW heavyweight champion officially as of this last... Um, last time show but we found out a couple weeks after the show or not a couple weeks after the show like a couple of days ago but i guess that would be a couple of weeks after the show now a couple of days ago he's got an elbow injury that's going to keep him out of action so oh, uh, that's fucking tennis elbow yeah. there's like three elbows on this really one yeah yeah <laughs> so uh yeah he's going to be out of action so we're going to be distributing a interim dz so, yeah, that's I kind of like the touch that you just put on there. Yeah. Because UFC does that. Like, if there's yeah. a champ that's got some issues going on, they don't just take the belt from him. They make a second champion, and then eventually both of those champions are going to face off at the head. That's exactly what we're doing. So, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an intro championship, and whenever Remedy's ready to come back, he's going to take on whoever happens to be the champ at the time. And, uh, for the interim title, uh, we're going to have uh, the best kept secret in Texas, T-Ray, uh, versus Nate Slater. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be pretty good. Uh, if you're a fan of Texas All-Star Wrestling, you know who Nate Slater is. Uh, T-Ray has been in DCW before, but he's been all over Texas. Um, San Antonio, Austin, all that stuff. Uh, he's pretty badass, too. So uh, He was also the winner of the uh, Tugboat um Invitational tournament that we did earlier in the year. That's how he got that title shot. So uh, originally it was supposed to be him versus Remedy. Well, Remedy's gone. He still has his title shot. So Nate Slater, who just won a uh, the Bull of the Ring match, I was talking about last time he won that. So that makes him also in contention. So now we have two people that have legitimate claims to the title going to fight to be the interim champion. So it's. Pretty interesting what's going on, so you'll definitely want to see that. Gotcha. On that note, I hope that WWE does not disappoint me because they've teased this now on NXT UK television. God fucking damn. 
with Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin, champion versus champion, for an undisputed cruiserweight champ, be a fucking hell of a good match. Oh, that's awesome. Either for Survivor Series, or if WWE plans to do another World Collide, where it's US versus UK, and settle it, damn, I can't wait for that. I hope they do something with that. I really do, because uh, last couple of weeks of NXT TV, Jordan Devlin returned, put himself over as he's the champ. No one ever beat him. COVID's not his fault. Fuck the U.S. This is my belt. <laughs> y'all want the champ? Y'all come find me over young. So, man. And if Pete Dunn can flow back and forth because he was headlining that fucking tournament that they were doing, that they're still doing. Apparently, uh, Scott messaged me on, on the way over here. X-Kid against Noam Dar is a fucking barn burner. I have to go back and watch that. They fucking send Devlin over there. Or even like old school. Like they like to go back and rehash themes, not a negative one, but rehash Halloween Havoc, Bash the Beach. Rehash WrestleMania too. Oh, so, yeah. Let's have an NXT takeover that has both brands involved. And we just back and forth. Back and, and forth. It's the perfect time to do it. Yeah, it's the perfect time to yeah. do it. And we actually have the technology now. Yeah. You know? Zoom calls instead of uh, closed circuit to only certain theaters, yeah. right? Send, uh, yeah. I, I'd swap people over. I'd main event it with NXT UK, Finn versus Walter for the NXT UK champ, and that's San fucking Jordan Devlin over here, and co-main event, settle that cruiserweight beef. Escobar against Devlin. Holy fuck, I'm already getting goosebumps right now just thinking about that shit. Yeah. Bring back Mania 2. You can do it. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll be back in two weeks. I'm gone next week. I'm going to be in Colorado. Soaking up the highlights. <laughs> as long as you're not going to Oregon. Yeah. Oh, no, God. <laughs> nah, Oregon was fun. I should have spent more time in Oregon. Well, now if you go, you go. But, now, but now that I found out that the Proud Boys are all over Vancouver, Washington, I was like, nah, never mind. <laughs> I'm not that book. But in, in two weeks, we will be previewing Survivor Series. And all that fucking shit that's going on in WWE. Yeah. Well, awesome. So is that a show? Then? That's it, man. That's the show. Thank you so much for joining us, y'all. Adios, my friends. Arizona go the way that they're supposed to. 
Wisconsin and Michigan were already pretty much settled there. As long as there's no shenanigans. Shout out to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple months. It's, it's going to look like it's going to go Biden, which, I mean, I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, if the numbers hold with uh, Nevada and Arizona, um, especially uh, Arizona, Biden's up as of now by like a percent and a half. Which means Trump can't ask for a re, uh, uh, a re recount of the ballot, um, and I think Nevada. I think Nevada. He's at like 0.9 percent lead. It's Biden really close. So if Biden, it's not so much Biden beating Trump. It's Biden going over the one percent, so that there's one less thing to worry about. Um, if Georgia, for whatever fucking reason, Biden somehow pulls that out, I think Trump's gonna legit want to recount there. Yeah. Um, but Georgia, but Georgia and Pennsylvania won't matter if, Trump, if Biden gets Nevada and Arizona as they're projected. That's it. That's it. He's at two seventy. Um, but then that, um, again, the word of the night, buck buck, we're going to keep going because yeah. Trump's going to do whatever it takes. Which makes, and even once all the judges in the state courts throw it out, he can go to the Supreme Court. And as and I, and I'm just probably going to go on my tombstone. But for whatever reason, I think the Supreme Court is going to hold up the individual rules of the states and they're not going to let Trump fuck it up or fuck with it. It's done. As I think so. I mean, we'll see. I mean, half that fucking Supreme Court was fucking picked yeah. by Trump. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Then the, the, and then the Senate's like drawn down the middle. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah, the... the the house is still blue, yeah. but it's not as blue as what it was before. Yeah. So yeah, this is kind of like a very, very even if if Biden was a very bittersweet uh, victory, if you're a Democrat, yeah. Uh, well, if the Senate is yeah. tied, then Kamala, then the vice president will be the tiebreaker. If that's Kamala, uh, Kamala, then it's it's fucking Republican Democratic Union. Yeah. Um, but to be honest. As much as as much as it would be a victory for the for the Democrats, it's not a victory. It's not right because it it, it 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 came out of the woodwork. Sixteen million people still voted for Trump. I I can't. There's no explanation for it. You know. Yeah. I mean, it just it's odd. Like I well, it's funny because I've never. I he's got Arizona. Biden. Biden. How many percentages of votes have been counted? Ninety percent. Ninety. Oh, that's wow. that's that's better than what it was earlier. It's at fifty point one percent. And where's Trump? Trump's at forty eight point five. Ooh, he's over the one percent. Yeah. And Arizona, he's he's about one and a half percent too. Yeah. Um, Nevada, he's eighty four percent reporting, and it's at forty nine point four. And Trump is at forty eight point five. Yeah, that's that one that tenth of a percent. Um, but at the end of the day, man, it's just, I, I would like, I, I would honestly would like to hear an explanation from people that voted for Trump that are not white males to, to, to understand where they yeah. come from, because they, if they, if they think Trump handled the coronavirus well, motherfucker got it. Yeah. That's like, it, it's like, you can't ignore that. You can't uh, circle you. around it. He allegedly got it. You can't circle around that. And well, even then, if you if you're not scared of if you shouldn't be scared about the coronavirus, because Trump's not scared about the coronavirus. Trump has got doctors 
waiting on bended knee for yeah. him to shit a fucking like chicken to help him. We we don't have that kind of health care. We don't have that kind of health care. If we get sick, ain't nobody gonna bend over for us. I had no chicken. No eggs? Honestly, what I can say in regards to that is a lot of people, especially here in this bit of Texas, is fucking forward. It's more we ain't got nothing forward. He's mooching off of Dallas' teeth. <laughs> it's more of the... What I'm seeing is the morals are out the window. They're more concerned about their pockets. Yeah. yeah. And that's the majority of the votes that went forward. Because and, but how many people are making that much money that they're going to benefit from all the chump tax breaks? But not even at that. It's more of the job security because yes. here in Texas, they depend a lot of oil. Yes. And Biden's one of Biden's biggest things is he wants to go green. If, if we have to go green, well, coal, the coal mine, the coal mines are, are drying up. Yeah, they have programs to, to relocate coal miners into like actual computer jobs. And Trump's like, nah, we're gonna defund all that shit because I believe in coal. So okay, there, there's a lot to unpack with that right there. Go. Uh, so it. when it comes to uh, uh, people in Texas afraid of losing their oil jobs, right? What, what people fail to understand is, okay, yeah, you're going to lose your oil job, but that doesn't mean the energy industry as a whole is going to go away. They're going to convert from fossil fuels to clean energy. So companies like Shell that have already invested so much in... They were ahead of the game. Yeah. They have invested so much in hydrogen technology. Yeah. Shell's not going away. Yeah, sure, you may not be on an oil rig mucking it up, pulling out the black stuff out of the ground, but you could still have a job if you're working for Shell... Just in a different department, working on helping them get natural gas out of the ground or coal, which even those, those aren't completely clean, but they're clean earth. But hydrogen and electric power and all that, if you were in a fucking factory refining oil, why can't you be in a factory producing hydrogen? The, those jobs will go away, but it doesn't mean that you won't get replaced by something else. Just like... Oh my god, Blockbuster went away. Oh, all the people that work for Blockbuster, who, who, this and that. How many people did Netflix fucking employ? Not right? just that. You know, there's always going to be some people, sort of counter. People yeah, that complain. There's a Blockbuster and <laughs> Not just that. Blockbuster had the offer to buy Netflix. And they chose not to. Because so that's who's like the Yeah. Blockbuster. Blockbuster's yeah. a Benegal. So, like, if you're trying to do something to make the world better, by not using fossil fuels and going green, good, you're helping the world, but that doesn't mean you're killing jobs. You're just making different jobs. Instead of working on an oil well, oil well you could work on a wind farm. Yeah. Oh, you know, God, yes. Get a job Drive, on a farm. Go down 59 and then take the shortcut between here and Corpus Christi. The wind farms are beautiful, bro. Yeah. It's a lovely drive, and it's all clean. And fucking hurricane territory, man, we're going to get enough wind juice to last us the whole fucking last year. <laughs> Shit, man. When we got hurricanes going into, like, the third round of letters, yeah. come on. Dude. The other thing that I wanted to hit on, because there was a lot to unpack there, right? <laughs> the other thing I wanted to hit on is uh, if you throw morality out the window, right, which is exactly what a lot of what these Trump voters do. Yeah, and morality I, was I, not a deal breaker. I understand why. Because the folks on the blue side... Kind of did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy that I'm voting for Biden, right? I didn't really like Biden. I would rather have Bernie, but really, I'm more 
voting for the Democratic Party yeah. and, and the issues that they have, I think Biden's not really that great. He's a little suspicious. He's sniffing on girls, whatever. And I'm not too confident about Kamala either as the successor. If Biden goes after a year and a half, goes, I'm out. Right. And that, that's what like, a lot of people that, that I've talked to, is they stack the, yeah. they kind of leveled it out. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to vote for Trump. Which old white man you want? But we're still going to stack up for them. Yeah. You don't get, you don't get their way. Right. I mean, so if you throw the, the the morality of the individual out the window, and then you just look at the issues and, and the bases and what they represent, that's when you could bring morality back into it. Because the morality of the of the OP is like anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-this and that, and they've proven themselves in the base to be racist. Yeah. Maybe Trump might or might not be racist. You could fucking say whatever you want. But the KKK supports him. Yeah. We had a, I can't, was it a, a senator or was it a uh, House member that uh, was like the youngest one to get voted in this term who was an open KKK member in, I think it's Mississippi? Yeah. Like, dude, that, that wouldn't happen if he, it, that didn't happen with any of the blue candidates for anything. But no, it, it was Louisiana? It's Louisiana or Mississippi, something like that. But he like openly KKK member, an open white supremacist, saying, yo, vote for me. And they did! They voted for him. So yeah, the party itself, I think, is corruptible and corrupted. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't like Biden's morality himself. I don't like Trump's morality and stuff. So if you say that negates each other and you just go off of policy and economy and, and, and all the other stuff that goes along with it, I find it hard to believe that you go completely red unless you're only looking at economics and you think that immediate economics is the only thing that matters in long-term economics. Yeah. The long-term long economics doesn't work here because if you're... If you're protecting business over human life through a pandemic, eventually there won't be no human life, therefore there will be no business. Yeah. So there's no... The, the one thing that I'm... It, hypothetically, Biden wins. First week of February, I'm expecting a $2,000 stimulus check and Biden shutting down the entire country at once for three weeks. Kill Corona, get the fuck out of here, stick it to Trump, bada boom, tons of. Now, I don't know how true this is, but I heard, I think it was yesterday, or early today, because the days have been so long, that Mitch McConnell has already said, all right, let's put... put the I don't trust that word out of I don't, I don't, I don't trust it either, but, but if he's like, yo, let's go ahead and put a stimulus package through, why now, the day or two after the election? Why did you wait before? And it's, it's just fucking weird. There's some sort of weird motivation behind that. Because it was almost like, oh, if Trump gives you the presidency, we're gonna hook you up with that next round of uh, next round of money. Motherfucker, don't act like Biden won't either. You know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I man, I grew up apolitical as a Jehovah's Witness. Never cared. Never voted. Honestly, four years ago, out of morbid curiosity, let's see how an outsider looking in can do in the office. And within six months, that. Thing, <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. All of, and it wasn't so much him. It's like all of your worst fears 
were demonized into a human form, which basically is a supporters. Like, it just, it felt like the KKK had a resurgence, but you're not wearing white, you're not wearing white hoods, you're wearing red hats. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a political thing, it's a human thing. I just, he comes across inhuman. There's 525 kids that don't have their parents right now. That's inhuman. We have people that he wants to put government, and he wants to put economy in front of actual human lives, fucking trailers, trailer freezers full of dead bodies because there's no room in the hospitals. That's inhuman. Yeah. To the fucking point that I, for the first time ever last week, I actually did vote. Yeah. Because it just, it's, it's, it sickens me, dude. You know? I want, I actually want change. I want it. And, and it's not to say that I'm biased because I want to change when Trump got in. If I had a voting machine, no shit, I would have voted for Trump. I honestly would because I wanted to see an outsider treated as just numbers. Red ink, black ink, ledger, figure it out. So, But it turned out that the red ink was blood. Yeah, it, it's funny it's, because it, back in 2016, I did not vote for Trump. I did but when Trump won, my one, my thinking is that the silver lining is going to be, well, he's not a career politician. Maybe all his business career is accumulated. Yeah. Regardless of how many successes or failures he's had. Maybe he will help the economy as much as he thinks he's done. Foreign policy? Fuck no. LGBT Focus on and, our country first. LGBT uh, uh, rights and, and racial rights, fuck no, because it's part of the red party. That, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, abortion, feminism, that shit, no. But at least maybe he'll help the economy. And I don't see 100% proof that he did in and of himself. That first year, he was still riding the wave of Obama, of Obama yeah, right? Agreed. So you, you got to kind of throw that out of the window, right? Because the economy is a big fucking beast. It doesn't move fast. It moves slow. And then year two and year three, it was I. It was stabilizing. There were more jobs, but some jobs were different than others. And, and like, I can't say with 100% accuracy that it was like, like, okay, so you just made it clear. You made a political issue now. So if and you like, wear it, if you don't wear it, you're a Trumper. And if you do wear it, you want to live. To the point where, fuck it, you got sick. I lost I a family it. friend that got sick and he passed away. Oh, I you know, know it just it's, it's it's inhuman to me. Yeah. It just it's yeah, and it and it doesn't solve anything because at best, all the people, all the all the roaches that came out from the dirt to party will probably go back into the dirt, but they're not gonna go away. The only, the, it's, it's going to sound morbid, but fucking social distancing and corona has gotten kind of a Macargo boot lately. My only solace is that the whole generation, the Lindsey Grahams, the Mitch McConnells, the Trumps, all the white guys that don't think women have the same value, that don't deserve to have the same pay as men, that don't see blacks or Latinos in the same way, I'm hoping that before I die, that generation dies off. And that the future, the California, the the Austins of the world, the Michigans, the Las Vegases, will actually give us a better place to fucking enjoy each other. We don't, and it's 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 a hard thing to ask. We're at a point right now where it's like, I'm not asking you to be a Democrat. I'm asking you not to be a Republican. <laughs> There's a fucking difference. Okay. 
There's a fucking difference. You know? There's a difference between wanting you to join my team and just wanting you to leave that team. There's a big fucking difference. The way to beat hate, oddly enough, is not love. Because that's another, that's the opposite end of the extreme. And you're asking someone to cognizantly go from one extreme to the other. That's not how it's going to work. It's the, no, it's the middle. I understand why you believe about the economy, or you believe about right. certain rights, or you believe that you grew up on a religion that you're not supposed to have men and women. Uh, men and women are supposed to only be with each other, not men with, with men and women versus women. But it's all right. It's all right. If you, if, you, if, you, if you make it very clear, if you make it very clear that you are not that you are not homosexual, I promise you, a homosexual will not want to be with you. Yeah. But it's okay for the homosexual to be homosexual and understand that he has the same right to be gay as someone does birth, born from the Bible that they need to marry a woman. A man needs to marry a woman and a woman yeah. married man. It's the understanding. It's the middle ground. There's no fucking middle ground right now. This is a fucking team sport. You're either on the yeah. blue team or the red team. And it's it's either you, you're fucking them or you're getting fucked. There's no middle line. And that's where the country's gone to complete fucking horseshit. To the point that I want, I want King John Miller to just press the button and end everything. Fuck it. I've had a good run. Blow up the whole fucking thing. We'll start over in fucking Venus or something. But that's that's where we're at right now. At least in my, from what I'm seeing, you know. If you were if you were to tell me, hey, if you were to tell police every trigger you pull, that's coming out of your pension, and not from people's taxes, you bet they'll think twice before they shoot a black guy. Did you see that there? Well, they did a they put in a new bill. I don't know what state, but they're allowing inmates to sue um, their officers. Yeah. For like abuse and stuff. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Huh. Uh, I guess in a way that's a step towards the right direction. You pass that law nationwide. You pass the Karen Care the Karen Act nationwide. You make sure that the, that that the police get uh, are accountable for for every time they unholster their gun. Oh, there's gonna be sweeping reform, and you gotta kill the fucking union. That that police union, you're never gonna get any. Which done. sucks, man, because I'm so pro union, but this the police union seems to have just like gone wild with power. Yeah, you know, like like they need to be reined in just a little bit. A little. <laughs> well, maybe a lot of it, yeah. but yeah. The, the, it's, it's weird to, to be on this side that's always been historically pro-union to look at the other side and say, yo, that union is bad, you know? But it kind of is because they're protecting way too much uh, than what they should be. And then they don't have, like, a governing body that will counter it. Like the NFL Players Union. Like, the NFL Players Union still reports to the NFL, yeah. right? But the police union... Done report for the nope. <laughs> Except for the government, that's very pro them. You can have yeah. a mayor or a governor say, you know what, this cop did wrong, we're booting them out. And the union will be like, hold on a minute, yeah. man. Guidelines, timing, courts, due process. Dude's already dead. The guy that's dead ain't getting no fucking due process because yeah, fucking dead. But all that's, yeah. And even then, throughout the court system, that's all biased and skewed because it's filled with people in the because now the prosecutors that prosecute criminals not have to prosecute their own cops. Yeah. It's not an independent, an outsider, a third party doing all that. Oh, yeah. you're asking for it. 
prosecutors, lawyers, and cops, they, they are pretty much coworkers. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, that's a, a different job title, but it's like you're in a restaurant and it's the, the, the hostess, the server, and the chef. You're all part of the same fucking team. You might have a different job, but you're part of the same fucking team. So it's raw. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There are some pretty, some really good cops out there. There are those sour apples are the ones that got yeah. to this point out of and, and the problem isn't that there's just one or two two bad apples. You know, they say one bad apple spoils a whole bunch. At this point, it's like a quarter. A half. I don't. I don't. The know. bunches are already spoiled in some places. Yeah, like there's a lot of bad apples, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it. I would suggest for every single person around the country, invest in a GoPro, wear it at all fucking times. <laughs> if the cops can't bother to have body cams, we need to have body cams. Because something has, someone has to be accountable. Even now with video, they're not. It's it, they're still getting away with it, but it isn't as often and it's not as, as consistent. Honestly, I think if everything goes the way it's going now, we're basically going to be living epi- our lively episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna get to that point. Damn it, Chris! It sounds like we could start a whole fucking podcast and just dude. There needs to be a reverse blue doll because if Bernie Sanders can make it to twenty twenty four, I'm I'm voting for Bernie AOC. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I can only get so. The, right. the only problem. The only problem is that if Trump loses this election, I'm about ninety percent sure that he'll rerun. In 2024 for that. Wait, 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 wait. That's possible? Yes, because he's never served two terms. So, so he they, can they run to get that second. They could be not consecutive? Yeah, they could be not consecutive. What? Yeah. That's what a lot of what? Just because it's never been done doesn't mean it can't be done. Have you seen the idiocracy documentary that we're living right now? That's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah. What? If he doesn't get his way now, he'll come back around. He'll come back around. He'll come back around. Why do you think Kanye says 2024? Yeah. Well, I, I thought, thought he said 2024 for himself because he, he, yeah. he got 1% well, of the vote. <laughs> no, he got zero in fucking Missouri or something. So. Yeah. But he, he got votes. He, he come back around. He got votes. <laughs> he got, <laughs> unless Dwayne Johnson's running, I'm just going to wear my rock shirt. Oh, nice. dude. Yeah. He'll lay the smack down on fucking. You know who else? Along and everybody. Yeah. You know who else was running that got 1,000 votes? Nationwide, 1,000 votes. Harambe. No. Jesse the Body Ventura. What? Doc, who, why didn't I know this? Jesse Ventura was only Ventura on, Schwarzenegger, bro. He was running Green Party. He was oh. only on the ballot. Minnesota? In Alaska. What the fuck? All the other all the other states for Green Party. Green Party had uh Howie. What's his name? Howie Handel or something like that? Howie something. Yeah. As the Green Party member, but he was a second Green Party independent member, but the only state that had one about was Alaska. He got a thousand votes. You know, <laughs> you know why they roll the dice, right? No, why? Because if nobody makes it to two seventy, then it's up to the Supreme Court. And if you're for you to be eligible for the Supreme Court to pick you, you have to win just one state. If Jesse the Body Ventura, for whatever fucked up reason, would have ran in Minnesota. And would have won Minnesota, he would have just as much eligibility as Trump 
as Biden, even if Kanye won a state, <laughs> they would have been on equal footing and the Supreme Court would have just spin the wheel, make a fucking deal. <laughs> and on that, we out. All right, now we're done. <laughs> God damn.